Hey everybody, welcome today. We're going to be talking about the brand new unveiled released Pagani Utopia. Hey everybody and welcome back. I am your host Primo and today it's just an amazing product that's come out. I was very excited about it. I wanted to make a video pretty much instantly when it came out. Uh, 30 years of Pagani if you can believe that and this has been quite a celebration for it. I I'm just so excited about what it entails and usually we go over a lot of different stuff here. I, I just want to quickly just say like don't forget like and subscribe do all the fun stuff click all the buttons uh i think it's something like 80 percent of the people that view our stuff don't subscribe to it so you know what come out subscribe to it get your content because you don't want to miss anything so we're going to go into this car right now and it was quite the unveiling you know that if it's going to be a pagani product it's going to be some huge undertaking that they do that just makes the whole thing amazing and one thing that came with it is well there's actually a couple of things that really came with it and i'm going to bring this video in right now in a second here so i can make sure it's ready uh but yeah the whole entire thing had a symphony that was orchestrated to it and we're going to go into that in the video that was very unique and it was designed specifically for the event uh, i think there was 170 people that were on attendance for it and it was just one of those ones of just kind of customer appreciation and that kind of thing. And I think it's funny that if you think about a car that's, you know, probably now north of $4 million, uh, it's very interesting to see how many people actually show up for an event like that to say, Hey, we, we own a car and we're, we're a customer that you should appreciate. So, but, uh, yeah, this was this, we're going to go over right now, the video of, um, what they played there and we're going to go over some of the details that happened in it and by the end of it you're going to understand exactly why uh if you had four million dollars to spend on it the pagani utopia is a vehicle of choice for you so first we're going to start up with this thing right here and unfortunately i can't play uh any of the music to it so it's one of those things of like we're just going to have to see it from here at the beginning of this we start off with what looks like an old tape player. This is in the 1980s. And what it does is that during this time it's all playing, you're going to hear a little bit of a piano piece. Well, that piano piece was actually written originally uh, by Pagani, him, uh, Horatio Pagani himself. And this, it was redone or I, it's, they call it an original piece by Vincenzo Parisi, who was inspired by this piece that Horatio kind of played in the 80s. Uh, and then the Symphonic Orchestra um, of Milan Conservatory went and actually played it during the event. So, or during this, this playing right here. So here's Horatio. Now, that's something that I really kind of say, like, that's pretty cool. Like, the idea that he's just, he's not just one person. He's Horatio is just a well-rounded designer in general, being able to play music, being able to do the different things. And then you kind of get focused on what's your thing. And I guess his focus ended up being cars, but what we hear consistently in this entire thing. And I think that it's something that 
you want to aspire to is, is that the music is actually going with the rhythm and sound of the vehicle itself. You'll hear that at the end here, which is going to be important, but I, I just think it's amazing that there is a feeling of Mozart that goes into this kind of play, like not just Mozart, but Beethoven, any kind of sympathy, the idea of when you design something, it's orchestrated and there's a lot of orchestration that goes into this car and went into the design of it many different pieces and i think that's something that he really wanted to go over here is not just the idea of the perfect symphony or the perfect meal or the perfect whatever and the idea that it's not just one person that does that it's many people that come together uh and make that orchestration possible and that's the thing is, is being, he doesn't feel like a leader to me. He feels like part of the team. Uh, and that's important. And, and some of the wording that came with the press release was just amazing and uh, really rolled with that too. So we'll go back to this real quick. So you see kind of the symphony thing that's going into play here. And then you see the little car uh, on top of the piece. There. So there's always that feeling of the car in the background, the idea of the design work and the multi-layers that go into it. Just astounding. And I really do think, and it's the thing is, it's something we've had discussion about before, how to design the perfect car, how to design these upper echelon vehicles. And it has something to do with its meticulousness, the attention to detail. Look at these inspired by the 50s and 60s, These the skeletonized shifter. And by the way, yes, it is going to be available in a manual transmission. Um that all the little pieces that go into this is, I mean, we get, we're going to go over some numbers here, but nothing is going to signify something other than the experience you get from the drive itself. And that's the thing is, is that these cars, that's why they're worth the money. Not just the idea they're built with the most up-to-date pieces and the most powerful engines, uh, but the idea of the experience that you get with this car is not going to be like an experience that you get with any other vehicle out there. And I think that's distinct and it's distinct to each brand. So Kona has their version. Rolls-Royce has their version. Bentley has their version and Lamborghini has their version. Ferrari has their, ver everybody has a version of the car that I think that the people that are driving them tend to identify with. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that really do identify with the Pagani brand. It's just the price point is so high. Look at the amazing uh, Brembo brakes. And that six liter V12, we're going to talk about that later. It's going to make it just the sound that this thing makes when you hear it is amazing. But a lot of aero style design here. We're going to show something of that later on. I think I have an image of it. And if not, I will definitely upload it uh, of this thing when it's getting wind, the wind tunnel testing stuff that went into this. And that's the other thing is, is the meticulousness isn't just on the design and the feel of the car itself but the idea of the little small things that they put into this um what was it make 864 horsepower coming from this motor and that's that's huge but it is it's an amg motor it's the same kind of motor that they've used from the beginning and i think that the design is what the piece and look at that it's beautiful the cream color i, I feel a very ceramic feel from this uh it feels like a softer car. And I think that goes very well into the design of it. A lot of the ductwork is going to look kind of odd, but it's still, everything is made to be functional. 
there's uh in the back piece there there's a place to store luggage uh they different kind of design different kind of spacing the entirety of the car opens up which i think is awesome we'll show you a picture of that later too really good for pagani too to come out with the press release that they did to really show the differences in the vehicle this kind of uh, triangular setup here and we're going to talk a little bit too about the transmission which is very unique to the car and very cool how they set that up here we go don't even want to make noise just listen <laughs> so yeah you got a little piece of that sound if you do have a chance to go and i'll put the link uh in the description but definitely go over and check out the video just to hear the song and just think that that was Horatio. Like he's building cars he's making music and and here he is you know seeing his this kind of thing come to fruition. look at that it's, that's it's the face of victory right there <laughs> so yeah and there's a long shot here of the pagani utopia thing so that is just amazing so one of the things that we're gonna go to the cool details here that you probably didn't know about the car that a lot of this came into the press release was about a it, not a lot of people read some of this stuff, but um, again, 30 years that goes into this design. They, they haven't made a design, I want to say, since like 99 or 2000 uh, from the Huayra or whatever. It's been a while since they made that. I remember getting the announcement launch when it was coming to America, and that was like 2010, 2011, that we got our invite over to California to check it out. We had a friend go over and, and, uh, and you know, supervise it and tell us what he thought of it. And, Probably about a month later, we saw a car literally driving locally, and I was just like the black and white one, and that kind of became the staple color for us. Uh, but yeah, so this car, and this is something that we said about cars before. What does it take to design a car? Well, this one was six years to design, and that started with thousands and thousands of drawings. Before you even come to something where you're thinking, hey, I'm going to make a car, you're going to have to draw it. You're going to have to see what it like. It's, you got to flesh it out. It's got to be perfect. It's This is the design cue. Uh, and then the problem with that is that designs do not always relegate to real life. So there were 10 one-fifth models that were built and then two one-to-one -one models. So there's actually full-scale models that were built. If you saw with our Factory 5 video, you would have seen what a full-size model actually looks like it's pretty cool three vehicles were actually dedicated to the the engine development uh and that's a, the other thing too is, is they have a car that was designed for this this is the wind tunnel testing i just think this is one of the coolest things ever like you can see exactly how much the straight line the braking cornering uh roll sensitivity if you have a chance to pause it at some point there and check take a look at all that stuff at different speeds uh and understanding the true aerodynamics of the car they went all out so yeah three three cars just to work the kinks out of the engine <laughs> so um but yeah in the taillights and we'll show you the taillights here real quick these were inspired see if i got a picture of them here i definitely have a picture of the taillights yeah there we go if i couldn't find it on the other thing is i'll just put it right in but yeah the tur these are inspired by jet turbines so that there's a look that goes into it that is just permeates the car from stem to stern. Funny when I put it up the other way, I actually found the real picture. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's go over some of the details on the motor itself. We'll pull up that picture for the engine here. Not the one. That's the one. Look at that. 
So 864 horsepower with 852 brake horsepower at 6,000 RPMs. It's limited to, I believe it's 67 RPMs. Um, so that's really RPMs aren't that very, that high, but it's specific. This is the type of AMG, the V12 60 degree. It's it's 5.9 liter, uh, but it basically it's a six liter motor and they listed it as 5,980 CC. It's a six liter motor. It's the same one twin turbo charged developed uh on a bespoke basis by mercedes amg i'm gonna say that this is the 275 motor that they used to um that they've used in many of the different applications that they have um and it is just it's an amazing engine it sounds awesome um and it's used in so many platforms it's an engine that i've actually driven uh power very linear i love how uh it, it builds and develops uh but that's the thing is i think there's obviously going to be some things that go into this car that are going to be a little bit different uh from what you may have been accustomed to in the past uh the one thing now this is where things get really cool and a lot of people get excited the gearbox has two gearboxes yep it's exciting huh two gearboxes pagani x-track seven speed transversal amt so it's an automatic transmission but it has the manual options or you can get it in a full automatic version so I don't know what we're seeing here. If this is the actual, um, I'm going to say manual uh, gearbox rig, if you will, or if this is actually the um, automatic setup with the X track that is supposed to be, you know, like the different variations of just the pure manual. And if it is, uh, what does that come to? down the road what's the differences and a lot of stuff hasn't been said they only really said anything about the x uh, the extract version which is i mean i'm it's really the question for me is really how many people are actually going to purchase the extract version versus the manual transmission if you're talking value and this is something that you know we've run into and encountered recently i don't know if it's something that's going to maintain its course i'm going to say it is because the manual is I don't want to say a dying breed, but it is something that is specific to performance vehicles right now. I don't think you're going to see much when it comes to regular vehicles. Uh, and even with these built up systems, like you just saw the Koenigsegg has their variant of it, all these different trims and options that they add to it. You always see somebody that says, Hey, is that a manual transmission? And if it is, it's worth a lot more. Now, I don't know if that's a collector thing or a driver thing, there could be all sorts of things that are associated with that that makes it different or why it, it's holding its value like that. Personally, if you ask me, I'm going to want the manual, but that's not the way everybody else wants it. Um, it's It might just be a driver preference thing. But if it is, I'm going to say that the real definer there is, is that the manual transmission of all the options will be the rarest. Uh, it's just like the 670 SV only had of the, was it 450 cars? I think that they built for that. There were two of them that were specifically requested in the six speed. It was not offered factory wise without the e-gear setup. Uh, and that's something that if you had a stick shift 670, the official statement was basically that it didn't exist. So of the two cars that were out there and one was kind of a brown, it looked really weird. Um, but yeah, that was the thing is, is it didn't matter how junk it looked. It was, it was a manual transmission 670 SV. And the wording was, is that didn't exist. So if that didn't exist, then 
hey, how did you have it? So, uh, and that thing is just the more rare things are, obviously, the more the more diamonds you have in your diamond collection, the more the value is. So, um, but yeah, we'll go over a couple of things here. But like Pagani has this uh, Carbo Titanium HP uh, G2 Carbo Tracks HP 62 with front and rear tubular subframes. It's this Carbo Titanium thing that they continue to really kind of stress with the car. And I don't understand it. Um, I'm sure that there's something about carbon and titanium that's mixed together to make it do what it does. I just think it looks great. Uh, and that's, that's why I hate some of the stuff over here is just kind of like, it's always boring uh, because you kind of look at it and you go, Oh, the numbers, I hate the numbers. Um, but yeah, so with the tires, 21 inch fronts, 22 inch rears, um, monolithic aluminum alloys, Wrapped in the P, Pirelli P0 courses, they're 21 inch front, 22 inch of the rear diameter. Uh, and they also have a Soto Zero for a low temperature version. Uh, and this is all connected. The, the, the transmission, for instance, which I think is cool, is actually transversely mounted. Uh, it is a triple plated clutch with electronic differential. Uh, and the reason it's transverse mounted is because it's, um, it's easier to, it, it's some of these things like oversteer and, and things like that that happen with these cars. Uh, it doesn't really happen with these at all. Um, and that's how they get over it is to look at it that way. So, yeah, so all said and done here, I just see words like 852 horsepower. I see, you know, really fast, really nimble, really awesome. But when it comes down to, you know, when you buy the car and you want to see it, it really makes me wonder how many people actually drive them, but this is the design work that goes into that. The idea of here you have where your luggage is. If you see towards the rear wheel, you have everything kind of opens up in, uh, I, I want to say like almost a skeletonized form. This is very race car feel. Uh, it, it makes them very weird and difficult sometimes to work on, but I, I really wonder how many times cars like this actually get out in the road and drive. Uh, but yeah, this is really capturing the idea of the, the different layers of this car. They were saying something about the aerodynamics when they wind tunnel tested it and did some of the work that all of it goes together to make sure that the downforce and everything that comes into play with it actually works together so that they don't need a lot of this extra aerodynamics. This is not a car that you would ever want to put any kind of aftermarket on. Uh, but the feel of it, the ease of it, the sound of it, everything that you experience in this car is unique to the vehicle. The idea of the veneers here really just tell a tale. The driver's stance and how you sit in the car uh, is incredible, which is something we showed before, like with, with that, it, that presence that you're going to feel as you're running into it. There's two speakers behind your head. Um, the, the feel of the transmission piece in the center, um, the, the veneer, the steering wheel is a, a single piece that's cut together to make it what it is. The dials are simple. And that's one thing they showed in the video. If you go back and look at it too, is, is how easy it was to see down the steering wheel and how simplified it was. And one thing I loved about this interior, which I think that it really didn't, nobody said something about it was the idea that it, pulls together a fifties and sixties or an old school, I'm going to say antiquated style. And it takes that antiquated style and then it morphs it into some, some sort of futuristic feel. And that was 
that's it just feels like impossible to do that how do you do that like how do you take that interior and say you know i'm gonna make something that is old school but it's new school at the same time a very busy detail that's going in there but still if you're sitting in it and you're doing stuff you're still very aware of the dials and gauges that you're seeing um and that's the only thing i think that it really needed and i think maybe horatio might not want me to say it but I, i didn't see the the watch Maybe there's some kind of time piece in there that I'm missing, but that didn't jump out. Me, a lot of these cars will have the time piece things in it. So you guys, if you see a time piece thing or know where that's at in this area, let me know, but push button start. Um, definitely design cues from all over. So what are we, the conclusion to this car is, and this thing is, is I've said this about the, the Kona Seg, and I'm going to say this again about, about this car, the utopia. Um, these guys are getting it right. And I don't think that when it comes to manufacturing a car, that the car that's done right has to be $4 million. Now, obviously it helps to have um, a, a deep pocket and ability to design a car that you say, you know, we're not going to design a lot of these, but we're going to design something specific. We're going to be able to have a one-off transmission one-off brakes. Brembo's were designed specifically for this vehicle to be ventilated so that it could drive the way it does uh, and perform well. Um, but yeah, you, you don't need to do a lot of this other stuff to make the car that's right. And that's what kind of confuses me. A lot of things is Christian von Konisig, Horatio Pagani. These guys are the Beethovens and Mozarts of our times when it comes to cars. These guys get together or just they have their teams. And that's something that I wanted to really stress because I think Horatio wanted to stress it. You pull together a team of people and these are masters in their field. They're people who I, I play the flute. I play the saxophone. I play the keyboard. I'm I personally am a guitarist and a bassist and a singer. And I do all that stuff. And I really understand and appreciate the idea that, Sure, you could say there's somebody as a leader, but you're not a leader. You're a team member. You, everybody is effectively equal. And I understand his name goes on the car, but it really kind of is the buck stops here. When you want to cut corners, when you said, hey, should we make this? I mean, the thing is, is the question came up, is your next car going to be electric? And he said, no, he's they. we're not going to make exceptions. This is what the people want. And if they're going to spend $4 million, this is what they're going to get. From what we're going to see from these cars, the Kona Seg, the Pagani, uh, even some other brands out there. I want to say Lamborghini, uh, but some of the other brands out there that have really fought to really continue to have a, uh, a certain engine that people desire and want for these cars. Um, yes, there is emission oriented stuff that they do that is important with their cars. I mean, obviously the ethanol flex fuel stuff with Christian, with this car, it's made to be meeting emission standards and that kind of thing, but still be the raw and unadulterated driving experience that you'd expect from a car like that. Um, and those car brands, they're going to continue on now does the next car electric or is the next car hybrid or next car whatever i don't know it's when you turn on beethoven and you turn on mozart or you turn your favorite musician no matter who it would be and it really is a perfect piece that is timeless that you know i'm listening to music that's you know 300 400 years old or longer or things that are just 100 years or 50 to 100 years old and thinking 
wow, that's good music. And it continues to be good music. The idea of what the consumer wants and what they have and their experience with it just remains consistent. It really is thematically done in a way that says, this is what we want. The door features that were made famous by Lamborghini, the dial design cues, the idea of this feels like a concourse car. And the reason that these things usually are that high in price and it takes six years to design a Dodge. It takes six years to design a Ford, it takes six years to design a Chevy. Um, there is always a person behind all these big cars that really is the buck stops here. Yes, they're a team, but there's always that person that's looking back and saying, we can't cut corners. We have to make the perfect vehicle. We have to make the vehicle that's going to be well-loved, that's going to last the ages. And man, did they nail it on this utopia. Everything about this car feels classic. It feels new. It feels old. It feels musical. It, it's orchestrated in a way to just inspire, to say, you know what? If I was going to design a car, I want to design one this well. I want to design it this good. So that's the thing is, is I, I if you're going to do it, do it all, do it completely through. Don't cut corners on it. Let it be a rule to say, you know what? I'm not, no matter what anybody says, I'm going to make it my way or make it the right way. You know, this thing went through tons of wind tunnel tests just to get it, get it the way it is. And the other thing is, is it, the bottom line is, is he can't go cheap on this. He has to go full fledged. And you see that McLaren, uh, is another brand that was really back in the day, the nineties, when he first built that first one and said, you know, what, we're going to use gold as a heat sink. Cause it's just the best heat sink there is. Now we have so many cool things to go into a car that you say, wow, we can still do this. And if we can still do this, why wouldn't we do it? Uh, and that's the thing is this Pagani here definitely did it. He went all out and uh, made literally one of the cars that I would easily suggest anybody own. I don't, I don't know at, at the huge price tag, this would come into if it would be a car that you'd want to daily drive, of course. But uh, yeah, that's the thing is, is it's, it's done right. And the thing that I really want to say is, is that I, I understand that, you know, 170 people show up to the car thing because it's not many people that can afford that kind of car. But you know what? Designers out there, people on the ground, not just people that are, you know, Pagani's established. Koenigsegg is established. Some of these bigger brands, Lambo, McLaren, Ferrari, they're established. They can do certain things. But the thing that really tells me, and I see in this, is I said, there's a designer out there. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the future. Maybe you're the person that says, hmm, you know what? It's not that hard to get the information today to design a car from scratch. Hey, maybe I'll do it at some point. And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to take a car and I'm, maybe I'll master one car. That's the thing that people don't understand a lot of that. These cars is notice it's, it's an AMG engine. It's sourced from somebody else. And that transmission probably came from a different idea and was molded specifically for the vehicle it went to. That's really the only big changes when it comes to some of the stuff is really just finding those little changes and starting simple. The people, the first Koenigsegg had a Ford modular engine in it. So how hard is it really to say, you know what? I've got a design idea. I've got a concept, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer. 
you know, maybe I'm not that smart and I know I'm not, I, I'm not the most intelligent person on the planet earth. I like to think I am, but um, that's the thing is, is I know that there's things that I cannot do when it comes to engineering and it comes to design, but we have a world that's an information highway. And if you're willing to put together a team, you can make some of the greatest cars in the world that are timeless musical pieces that will actually make sound. It will make design. It'll be moving art. And if you can put a team together that is willing to put in the time to design something like this, remember the the mirror was designed overnight with four or five guys that said, you know what, when every, when the, when the building closes, we're going to design this. And that was the first ever supercar. And people say, well, it's different today. There's a lot more stuff that goes into it. No, it's not. It really is. The idea of being able to put together something from small ideas that aren't willing to compromise that aren't willing to make exceptions to drag themselves forward and say, you know what? I'm not going to compromise on this concept. This is my dream. This is what I want to do. If I build one car, let that be my statement. And you never know that one car could be, you know, the next Pagani. So Learn from this utopia that they have, and I, I bet you money driving in, it's going to be a utopia. I hope to get a, a spin in this at some point. I, I have a, the dealership that we work with around here that actually may have cars down the road, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many they're going to make. I don't know how it's going to work, but uh, definitely it's one of those things that going on. And I doubt we'll be able to take a ride in, but at least we'll be able to sit in it, maybe film it, show it off to you or something like that. And when we do, uh, it's going to be awesome and I'm going to be excited to show it to you. But yeah, like I said, use this experience as a drive forward. And I hope that somebody else looked at this and says, start small, think big and finish strong. And if you can do that, you can take on anything. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in for this. It's a great show. Like I said, if you're on, uh, we probably will put this on Spotify or some other areas out there. Uh, the reason is, is because some of you guys have video and I don't want you to miss out on, on us going over this. Um, so yeah, if this is something you like and you want to do it, remember we're on YouTube, uh, we're on all these different platforms uh, literally every platform out there. You can go to executive automotive society.com. Uh, there's a link over to the right, uh, and you can actually hit any of those platforms. Don't forget to check out the product area. We got two new shirts in there. Um, and I think that we, yeah, we added the stickers too. So if you want to do with that, if you want to support the channel, uh, doing the products that we do. It, it, it means that we have a smaller market or smaller people that view our stuff, but this is what we're passionate about because we want to build. We don't want to be small thinkers. We want to be big thinkers. We want to make it to the next level. And the thing is, is if you want to be big, you hang out with big things and this, Hey, if your target is being able to have $4 million to be able to buy a car like this, you probably have your head in the right space. So hopefully uh, we wish you all the best and we're going to be here to support everybody with positive thinking, positive cars, big bills and everything in between. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, it has been a great show. Uh, we are going to see you next time. I got to check over my outro before I leave out, but Hey, it's ready to go and I'm ready to go. You guys have fun. We'll see you soon and talk to you then as always keep rolling.